0: Hello everybody, I'm your sometimes host, Clinton Matos for HTXT Africa and the HTXT Africacast. It is Friday the 1st of April, there is tomfoolery all about, but I promise that this podcast is mostly factual. Joining me today, Mr. Brendan Lotz. Good Friday. Yeah, good. Good Monday. What uh, you? And Mister Nick Cowan. How about hello? Uh, well, <laughs> that works. I, that forgot,
1: was... I forgot the word hello for a moment.
0: You, use uh, your words, Brendan. <laughs> use your words. And before we go anywhere else, Brendan has a little message for us. Quick.
1: Yeah, yesterday was actually World Backup Day. Um, so it's a, it's a day where the world backs up all of the information. No I'm just kidding it's a day where users are encouraged to back up their information and perform regular data backups um, and yesterday was just a way to remind people to hey back up your stuff um, it's quite we did a quite and in depth little uh, <laughs> post about this so we'll put that in the description you can go through it and uh, hopefully get some good tips about backing up all your information yeah you so check just
0: do a few things as. Is- infuriating is infuriating that's not a word Uh, there are a few things as infuriating as forgetting to back up stuff and things get deleted and corrupted and then you just want to punch a wall
1: i had a very big heart attack yesterday when my computer decided that it wasn't going to boot and not recognize my boot Mm -hmm. uh, disc so yeah i and i haven't backed up in a while so
0: (laughs) so count this as a reminder if you want to know more just uh, scroll down we'll have links to all the stories that one included in the uh, in the body of this
2: I backed up my house yesterday. <laughs> well, I stored all my stuff in my new house.
0: Well, that's, it, unless you made a, unless you found a way to make copies of things, in that case, I have some money I would like to... <laughs> throw in your yeah. direction. Oh. <laughs> okay, so, Brendan, I'm throwing it at you again. Yeah. Big stuff happened in South Africa yesterday.
1: Yes, yeah, very big things. Uh, in case you, I don't know, live under a rock... Uh, the sea, somewhere where you can't (laughs) hear anything, Uh, the Constitutional Court ruled uh, that Jacob Zuma, President Jacob Zuma of South Africa, uh, had actually broken the Constitution by uh, not paying back or not complying with the public protector's report. Wow. Yeah, uh, yeah, wow is actually quite a See I missed all this carrying boxes
2: upstairs. <laughs> like it, it, it just is Sod's law like the most interesting uh you know public footage to watch probably since uh, the budget. And
1: I'm, like, busy lumbering CDs up a staircase. Yeah. So Chief Justice Mahueng Mahueng, uh McHueng passed out the unanimous judgment. And interestingly, all 11 constitutional court judges were in attendance yesterday. Nice. Um, which is quite something for like the, the whole clan to be there. The Council of Elders. <laughs> <laughs> Capes and everything. So uh, it started yesterday at 10 a.m. And uh, as I said, uh, Chief Justice Mughueng Mughueng, the Chief Justice so nice they named him twice. Boutras, Boutras, Ghali. Yeah. He, uh, he handed down the judgment. And in it, he kind of outlined the case that was brought forward and then some of the problems that had ar- arisen dur- during the over the course of this whole Incandula saga, which started as far back as two thousand and nine i believe Holy, has been going on for that for long? that long yeah there have
0: been like people whose whole lives have been uh, between that my nephew included he's only six so yeah. he's
2: been so he's basically not been alive <laughs> as long as this thing's been going as on. long as yeah. this
1: quote-unquote scandal wow. has been going he has lived in a time where Kandla.
2: if you were born when Kandla, in Kandla started you are now in your second year at school Think
1: about that for a second. Very, very scary. So uh, within the judgment, I'm going to pick some of the quotes that the chief justice had. Um, One of my favorites was uh, in reference to Jacob Zuma. He is a constitutional being by design, a national pathfinder, the quintessential commander-in-chief of state affairs and the personification of this nation's constitutional project. Wow. And the fact that then a a little bit later – he said that he did not uphold the constitution. He did not. He did not hold his duty to fulfill, fulfill, fulfill his, his duty, duty. Thank you to uphold the constitution. To uphold the constitution. Uh, this is quite a scathing little statement. And during the delivery or handing down of the the judgment, at this point, he kind of looked over his glasses at the crowd as if to say, <laughs> "Yeah, you know, I'm talking about you. Yeah, you know I gotta, I'm talking about I you." Got you. But uh, Yeah, it's, yeah it's, like a, it's like an
2: angry parent lowering their glasses. Like, <laughs> I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. Yeah, uh, so... I imagine that Twitter went crazy pants
1: Yeah, yesterday. they did. I mean, uh, throughout the whole the whole process, uh, obviously you have your journalists uh, that were at the Concord that were live-tweeting the whole thing. Mm. And when... Mokhoi uh, Mokhoi, Chief Justice Mokhoi Mokhoi, uh, said that Jacob Zuma had not uh, uh, fulfilled his role in upholding the con- constitution. uh Twitter just exploded <laughs> like it was it, it wasn't as, as hardcore as the sonar, but no. it, it were, everybody picked up on that one thing and ran with it. You
0: could almost hear cheering over the internet, yeah. it was
1: It was glorious. And then, in a bit of irony, uh, the Chief Justice ruled that the treasury or the Minister of Finance and the Deputy Minister of Finance would be the ones that would be deciding how much he would have to pay back, mm. and they would have they would have forty five days to complete that. End.
2: Now, does he have to pay it back out of his own pocket? I believe so. Does that mean he pays back the money we we've been paying him as yeah, taxpayers? Yeah, so yeah. we're paying
1: back exactly. Okay, well, with his kind salary, yeah. What is?
0: What is? But what if his uh, his net worth is less than what he has to pay back? We might have any files for bankruptcy. We might have yeah. a president. Maybe there's who's a credit bankrupt.
2: Maybe there's like a credit facility for. In the
0: Can you imagine?
2: What sort of credit facility would that be? Jeez, have you <laughs> just built a, <laughs> a new home that has been declared
1: unconstitutional? Well, sign Jeez. up for fast finance. Yeah. So nah. I mean, like this, it, it's quite a big ruling to or a judgment yeah. to passed, specifically because it shows that our constitution works, that the system does work. As long as it's enforced. Yeah. Yeah. It takes – like granted, it takes a long time. And I think we all need to pay a bit of thanks to the EFF. Mm. Um, I'm going to mention the DA as well because they did kind of tag along with this. But the EFF were the ones that Julius Malema went and said, we will take you to the constitutional court. Mm. They made good on that promise and uh, justice has been served.
2: Well, not yet.
1: Not justice, yet, yes. uh, justice may be just justice, maybe. So the door has been opened. Justice has been handed to the people that now need to make sure that it mm. is served. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what happens now because, uh, uh, in his ruling as well, uh, Mukweeng said that uh, the president would have to reprimand anybody that said that Encanda uh, wasn't paid for with state funds, that he didn't owe any money, anything like that. Which I think is going to be a bit of a, a stab in the back for some people. Um. What exactly
0: is reprimanding? What does that entail? Just like basically a basically saying slap on the wrist. You were wrong
1: to do what I told you yeah, to do. Yeah, that was that that doesn't strike me as a big punishment. But the thing is that having but imagine being reprimanded for something you were told to do and you did it. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I would feel a little Write bit this bitter. article. Okay. <laughs> How dare you? How could you do
0: That this? was but exactly what
1: that, well, is, this is that raises
0: thing. a lot of questions, and then you have to think did they know the truth and they went with it anyway? Maybe they were ignorant and well, they thought the they were doing the that job. Well, this is the question
1: that is being raised at the moment is whether they knowingly did not uphold the Constitution. Um, and if they did, or if it was just a matter of, oh, we didn't know, mm. which is kind of a cop-out, really. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that but, I can't drive the But, any but any some people may hour. not. I mean, but, but within the
2: legal system, I don't think you'll find that ignorance of the law is a defense. Yeah, um, I, mean, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I don't well, know. No, if there are I any lawyers this, out there who want to comment on you know, this article, you say, please do. You yeah.
0: saying that, Nick? We don't know that. Um, if we had to go work, well, no, I'm pretty
2: sure I'm this... not a lawyer.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> are you sure? I mean, you could have gotten a degree in your sleep, just like gone to Princeton or something. Um, but there's a lot of people who I'm sure weren't near the top and knew the quote-unquote secrets and what was really going on, and they
2: were just yeah. But you job. can't. You can't make those suppositions. I'm afraid. You can't because this is a legal matter.
0: Yeah. yeah that's what I was going to say. So this is a constitutional court. Where does it lead now to criminal charges? No, idea. I really
1: don't know. Um, I know
2: it led to a lot of angry headlines today. Yes. I mean, I think that I don't think I've seen um, – and this is going to sound horrible, but I don't think I've seen um, headlines as in sync with each other since something as big as 9-11. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, it's it's like – you know even 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 um uh publications which you would have thought may take a a, a light attack didn't they yeah. they they they, they kind of stuck the boot in um well i think it's been a long time coming 7
0: years yeah. i mean uh,
1: yeah it's, sort of, it's I, been
0: bubbling up under the surface
2: well speaking of shenanigans um the, this isn't the only major fracas that's happened this week yeah uh yeah. Although this next one is a little bit this one might be actually worth more money.
0: <laughs> That's uh it might be worth more money and be more far reaching which yeah. is
1: amazing. Yeah. If you don't know what we're talking about, we are of course talking about Eve Online and yes. uh, the fact that there is currently a war being waged in uh, yeah, hypothetical space. Yeah. Okay. If if you, quick quick background then, if you don't know what Eve
2: Online is, essentially what it is is a massive multi- multiplayer like World of Warcraft, except instead of running around as an orc or an elf, you are flying around in a spaceship. And the thing about Eve Online is that, unlike a lot of other MMOs which are kind of uh, developer driven where you know the latest expansion pack, whatever it does it 'll give you like a new area, new raids, new quests, new monsters, possibly a couple of new classes to be in in the game. EVE Online is different to that in that, like, they have this huge area in the center of, of its universe, which is called NullSec, which is essentially player-controlled. So whenever uh, the developer CCP develop new expansions for EVE, it's not so much as building things. It's more like a child taking two um, insects, sticking them in a jar and shaking them to see if they fight. Yeah. Um, uh, for example, uh, rec- uh, the last major war that happened in Eve was the Fountain War. Yes. And the reason the Fountain War took place is because an update um, from CCP made a certain mineral that one of the factions in the game had built a large fortune on. Basically, um, you know, uh, they, they basically found themselves sitting on a pile of tin. Yeah. So they had to go and invade other places. So pretty sure tin is uh, has value more than that. Is it as not much as technicia? You wouldn't know you don't play. <laughs> All right, uh, English. E- essentially, uh, essentially, f- the-, the shorthand for this is that um, Eve Online is Anne Rand in space. Yep. Yeah, it's it's brutal. It's nasty. Uh, its players do hectic things to each other. They send each other pictures of their houses. They've knocked out the each other's um, internet providers at the time of a battle. Uh, no, it's it's. It's, it's brutal it's, it's brutal it, it is a
1: brutal brutal world uh, and i don't i don't mean to detract anybody from playing the game no because the stakes watching, are real yeah it, it's really a beautiful thing to watch yeah it's S- watching the battles and the wars they are really really amazing and yeah. if you look at the the huge ships like the titans like <laughs> it, it really gives you a sense of what yeah. Galactic so, Warfare would be like.
2: I, I guess the best the best way to compare it in terms of a console um, experience would be World of Warcraft is to say something like Dragon Age or Mass Effect as um, Eve Online is to Dark Souls. Yes. Um, if you die in Eve, if you die in, all die the, in real life, you yeah, no, no <laughs> if you die, no, you don't. <laughs> if you die in World of Warcraft, you'll get resurrected with all of your equipment and all of your armor and all of your lovely things that you you'd managed to amass during the game. If you die during Eve. It can cost you quite a lot of equipment, quite a lot. You know, it can cost you your spaceship, all the mods, all the all the weapons you've bought. And there's no do-over. There's no save on that. Yeah. You can buy insurance in the game. Uh, but you guys are forgetting to mention one important thing. Mm-hmm.
0: All these objects cost real-life money. Some of them do. Some do. Well, a lot do. And the the reason these walls are so engaging, just not to look at it as a spectacle, is because real money is being burned yeah. in a game. yeah.
2: I think that like the it, last major battle in the Fountain War cost three hundred thousand um, dollars in real world money. Yeah, poof, yeah. Money. Gone.
0: that money doesn't get transferred anywhere. It is gone. Yeah, it is <sighs> in the game economy. It does not exist anymore. Basically, it gets paid to the developers, and then it exists in the game. But the whole point of the in-game economies is the money is supposed to
2: float around. But in there, it's just gone. Well, now, now, yes, with all that preamble, this means that this next wall that's about to kick off um is is is, is going to be a spectacle and half not just because of the real world money that's going to be flushed down the loo over this but also the fact that like when eve battles happen they can rage literally for days
1: yeah and this one is particularly interesting because okay so with all of knowing all of that there are there is one kind of ruling faction I wouldn't say as a ruling faction. I'd say it's a faction that's got the most territory. Okay, all right. Let's say that then because they are quite big. Because
2: you have to get things right with EVE players. Yes. Otherwise, they will come they... after you. Exactly.
1: And if I get anything wrong, EVE players, I'm really sorry. I am still learning. Yeah. <laughs> We're all <laughs> new. There is a lot to learn. Like seriously, go and read up about EVE law that players have created. It is immense mm. and it's incredible. But anyway, so… The, the faction with the greatest amount of territory, uh, the Imperium, mm. who changed their name from CFC or Cluster F Coalition, mm. um, they have been rubbing people the wrong way. And uh, it's best to think of it as sort of Star Wars. Imperium is the Empire and everybody else is the rebels. And the people that don't like what the Imperium are doing are going – have said enough is enough. Are rebelling. War. Rebelling, Yes. And uh, one of one of those factions that is rebelling is a group called Circle of Two, who used to be aligned with the Imperium. Yeah, and just this week they decided to part ways.
0: They've seceded
1: the union. Yeah, and then a couple of (laughs) a couple of hours later, they went to they had a battle with the Imperium. I thought that the announcement on Reddit uh, from CO Two happened after the battle. No, it happened. um, hang on, I might be, I might be mistaken. It might be, yeah. I might be mistaken. Yeah, but anyway, there was a battle, mm. and CO CO two were like, no thanks, and that's kind of a big deal because they were quite close to the Imperium. Um, not to say that one faction is closer than the other, but they 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 had some pull within. See, see, the
2: thing is, I've actually, I'm not sure how close they were. Um, that having been said, they're. You know, a- any time somebody leaves a faction and takes all their ships with them, um, th- it's not a good day at the office, no. basically.
0: Um, yes, we did just use the term bad day at the office well a video mean, game. Dude, EVE Online, no, the, the depth of that thing, a lot of it's people, a second job. Yeah, a lot of people, it's
1: a second job. It's a second life. Mm. Yeah. But the thing is, as well, is that you need to be kind of really invested to play this game. Because I know a couple of my friends have attempted to get into it and kind of been... Casual in inverted commas mm. uh, about it and just not had much fun. But watching people that are really entrenched in it and are part of a faction that have a job like they're mining or they're a uh, spy or whatever like it becomes quite intense, mm. it does take over a part of your life, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, so this war is going to be quite interesting to see because the if the Imperium loses. That's a big deal because that's a whole lot of real estate that then comes up.
0: Is, is this like a real war when we're winning and losing on very nebulous terms and... You Just bat each other until somebody's more bruised than the other
2: oh pretty much i mean i, I, I my knowledge of um uh, my, my knowledge on the eve online law is not so much I don't think there's ever been anything such as like the Treaty of Versailles no. or 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 the you know uh, or the or, or, or something like that that's been signed after a war. I think it's very much a case of like we have hammered you into submission, you have run away, you've had to cede territory to us we then decided. You know, chase them until we either get bored or we feel we've taken as much as we can for the uh, ships that we've thrown at it. Then we close our close off our borders yeah. and we wait for the next one. Yeah, yeah. There's um, no victory scene. There's no after credits. Yeah, uh, it's just like, it's no, no, but all that, war. all that sort of stuff happens is that, like, with um, looking at, like, uh, posts from, for example, the com. Uh, the Mitani.com is a website where uh, it's EVE Online News, but it's run by a guy called the Mitanni who happens to be the head of uh, the Imperium. Yes. Um, and he does his, you know, uh, announcements here and there. Like For example, in the last Fountain War, um, one of the reasons you participate in this is because your loot, your take, your reward um, usually is based on how much uh, effort and how uh, yeah, how effective you were in the battles that were fought and in the operations that were conducted. I mean, in a way, it's kind of... A meritocracy kind of system where, wow, well, you shot this amount, well, you get that. Yeah. Uh, you did all of this, so you get this. Um, speaking of the Matani, did you listen to his fireside chat?
1: I did listen to it, and like, he. It's mind boggling. Like, when when Clinton says, oh, it's just a kind of bunch of guys playing a video game, <laughs> <laughs> I did not say that. <laughs> well, you alluded to it, Clinton. It's
0: a video game which has astounding depth.
1: Yes. And <laughs> when you, when, if you think that this is just a bunch of guys that are sitting in a. a of their mother's basement playing a video game. I never urge you to think analogy. Uh, if, you, if you listen to the Mitani's fireside chat and listen to the degree of tactics of this guy <laughs> and strategy this guy has thought of, it's it's mind-boggling. Like, I, I, I have never sat down in front of my computer and gone, okay, well, I'm going to play a game of Dota today and I'm going to make sure that I stack everything right and da 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 that to the extent that he does. And the fact that he... I mean, like, one of the things I found very, very interesting about the
2: whole thing is that, first of all, apparently, uh, the Imperium saw the CO2 attack coming. Yeah. That was the first thing. The second thing was that, like, rather than just go, well, to hell with all of those guys, they've decided that they're going to reach out to them um, over the next few days going, okay, um, you know, we're not sure how much of this comes from the top or how much of a unified kind of – uh, decision to leave the Imperium this was. So you've got like 42 to 72 hours to tell you where where, it, where, where you're at and then you know, you've know you made your bed and you can lie in it. Yeah, it's the soft
0: rumblings of war where people mm. can pick up in that and saying, oh, something's going to go and down. And th- that's
2: yeah. the thing. Is that you, you, we, we find ourselves talking about a, a war in virtual space and you're going, how interesting is this going to be? And it's like, as a matter of fact, it's going to be hellishly interesting. Very, very. Interesting. And um, we're going to give you a little...
0: A little taste of what's to come. We're going to. Get Brendan has actually downloaded the game and he's trying to get into it. So he, he <laughs> as a journalist, is going to be an embedded war
2: journalist. Well, hopefully, hopefully. I mean, he could just turn out to be uh, the equivalent of uh, Clay Hat. Pigeon. Yeah. You know. Um, but you know, it, it might be. It might be quite good to see if we can try and cover a virtual war. war I've never yes. done that, before. this
0: really excites me because again, I haven't heard of this before, and just like the fact that we can go into a new quote-unquote dimension and we can do stuff that's never been done, like Brendan could be the first war journalist
2: <laughs> on the internet. How cool would that be? Yeah. Well, uh, with that on that note... I think that we've kind of run out of time for yes, everybody. Uh, was a, was yeah. By the way, we weren't we weren't kidding. All that stuff we just said was not an elaborate
1: April Fool's joke. This yeah. is actually happening, in the- yeah. Um, you. Yeah. Uh, as we said, we'll put links to everything in the the story, which was all written before April first. Yes.
2: And then
0: next week you can catch another version of the HTXT Africaast, and you can be free of April first and everything like that. But we're gonna have to wrap up from Brendan Lotz. Cheerio from Shall we have from. Uh, just that from myself, Quentin Matos, and everybody else at the site. Thanks for listening. We will see you again in seven days. are sorry. The number you have dialed is not in service at this time.